Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's keep this atmosphere charged with faith. Worship God for five seconds right there. Five. Come on, in the building, end on line. Four. Come on, release it. Release it. Three. He responds to your sound. He responds to your praise. He responds to your cry. He responds when your hands are lifted. He responds. Come on, fist bump somebody next to you. Say, God responds to you. Let me tell you why I have you to shout so much. Let me tell you why I have you to praise so much. It's because in the Bible, there's a story about a man named Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus was blind. He could not see, but he heard that Jesus was coming. And the Bible says Bartimaeus started releasing a sound that made Jesus stop what he was doing and pay attention to him. The reason I have you praise so much is because I need you to release a sound that makes heaven stop what it's doing and look. We're about to get into the message, but 11.15, I need you to get God's attention for just a moment. On the count of three, put a sound and we're going to move on. One, two, three, go. Get God's attention. 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 Get heaven's attention. Hallelujah. Come on, fist bump somebody on your way to your seat. Say, this is going to be your best relationship year ever. Because I know how to get God's attention. I know how to stir something up in the atmosphere that makes heaven look over and do something. I know how to release a sound that God wants to hear. You are his son. You are his daughter. Which means, yes, it's great to hear everybody, but he wants to hear you. Yes, it's great to hear Bishop, but he wants to hear you. Come on, we're going to get into the message, but for your relationships to be better, your relationship with God has to be better. I need you to let him know that you love him. I need you to let him know that you appreciate him. I need you to let him know that you are thankful. Hallelujah. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. So this series we've been in this month is called The Ships. Say The Ships. Now here's the deal. Every relationship is a decision. So if you don't like the ship you're in, you need to change this ship so that you ain't sick of this ship. Right? All right. What are we doing? We're learning how to make all relationships better because you are in a jubilee year. Now, if you're wondering what that is, you've never heard me teach about that, go back to the series from January 2023 where I teach about what a jubilee year is. Pay attention. This is a biblically mandated year. 
which means the Bible says do not treat this year like any previous year of your life. Hear me. This is not going to be a repeat of 22. This is not going to be a repeat of the last decade. This is not going to be a repeat of your previous relationship situation. You better hear me. This is going to be your best year of life yet. Matter of fact, I'm so excited for the person you're sitting next to because if they only had a clue how good this year is going to be to them, they wouldn't be able to sit down. They wouldn't be able to stop clapping because this is going to be the year God says, I'm going to pay you back for all the hell that you've been through. I'm going to pay you back for every bad relationship you've been in. I'm going to pay you back for every ounce of trauma you had to deal with. I'm going to put people in your life this year that you don't have to labor with with previous Come on, shout, it's my Jubilee year. Jubilee has three meanings. Number one, celebration. It's win or win for you. Number two, emancipation. No restrictions in this year. Here's how most Christians live. Most Christians live like Skeletor. They locked up in a cage that has no lock because they live in, emanci- they live in restrictions. I can't. Mm-mm. Watch me. Jubilee says, watch me. Restrictions say, I have a pass. Jubilee says, and he's going to use my past in my present to get me to my future. Watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. Here's what restrictions say. Well, you've made too many mistakes before. Jubilee says, he's going to use my mistakes to give me a message. Y'all not saying it to me. Watch me. See, restrictions say, well, uh, but you've been through too much. Watch me. Jubilee says, everything I've been through has been preparation. You're like David. You fought a lion and a bear. So when you get to Goliath, you look at Goliath like, I am not scared of you. Say, I have no restrictions. Yeah, I pray against your shyness. You ain't going to be shy this year and miss your opportunity. I pray against your insecurity. You're not going to be insecure this year and miss your opportunity. I pray against you being timid. You're not going to be timid this year. There's a boldness that's about to rise up in you, and you're about to be a you that you've never seen before. You're about to seize every moment God gives you. You're about to seize every opportunity God gives you. You're about to bust out of the shell and bust out of the cage. For all of us that are about to come out of a cage, just wave your hand one time say, no restrictions. This is a jubilee year, a biblically mandated year. Number three, it means restoration. And restoration to God means that it will be better than before. Nothing that God restores does he make it the way it was. Because who would want that? He makes it better than it was before. If it was good enough the way it was, he wouldn't have had to upgrade it in the first place. And for some of y'all, listen, you're like a cell phone plan. You're due for some upgrades. I need to make sure I'm talking to the right people at this 1115. You're due for some upgrades. You didn't have that iPhone 6 for way too long. You didn't have that circle for way too long. You've had that mentality for way too long. Lay your hands on yourself say, I'm due for some upgrades. This includes your relationships. You ready? So what is a relationship? It is a decision. Which means if ever you don't like the way a relationship is going, you need to make some decisions. It is a decision to engage, you ready? In perpetual connection, association, or involvement, which means relationships move at the speed of your decisions. If you want them to get better, decide. Watch me. If you want them to increase, decide. If you want to be with people who pull you up instead of pull you down, decide. If you want to be around people that stir your creativity, decide. If you want to be around people that when you get around them, your face starts jumping, decide. If you want to be around people that increase you and don't decrease you, you have to make a decision. 
Why? Because relationships are only as good as the people that are in them. So for a relationship to be better, the individuals in the relationship have to be better. A lot of people say, I want to be a better husband. And incorrect, be a better person. Oh, oh, I, I want to be a better wife. And incorrect, be a better person. More, more specifically, be a better Christian. Because when things are right here, things are easy here. See, when it's right vertically, horizontally is not that big of a deal. See, when I know that God loves me, I have no problem loving you. When, I, when things are right with me and God, I ain't got to trip with you. Why? Because why would I trip with you when things are right with the creator of the universe? Why would I have an attitude with you when I know that the creator of everything loves him some me? So in understanding this, I've taught you a few things. Number one, we learned to ask this question. What type of person are they? Because relationships are only as good as the people in them. Say it with me. Relationships are only as good as the people in them. Say it with me, 11, 15. Relationships are only as good as the people in them. So watch me. What type of person are they? I taught you the questions to ask. Then I taught you to examine people patterns. There are three distinct patterns that the Bible says you are to not deal with these type of people in a relational context. The Bible calls them, they're, they're named after farm animals, interestingly enough, asses, dogs, and pigs. The Bible says if you see these patterns in people, you are not to be in relationship with those people. Watch me. All you have to do is decide. For some of you, like, well, if I get rid of them, who's going to take their place? What if the reason no one's taking their place is because you didn't make the decision to X them out? Sometimes you got to decide that what God wants to do in you is bigger than somebody's feelings. Oh, my God. So you got to look at people patterns. Then I taught you um, what every relationship needs. I gave you these seven things. You can snap a screenshot of it or you can go back and look at it. The seven things are this. Number one, clarity. You have to have a why for why every relationship exists. If you don't have a good why, you'll never fight for the what. You have to have more than just we like one another. That's not enough. We have to have more than she's fine. It's a lot of fine women out here. You got to have more than that. You have to have more than we went to high school together. You have to have a why that'll make you fight for the what. You have to have a why that says, listen, I got your back and you got my back. Number two, I have to have Christ. Paul said it like this. You cannot be in relationship with people who reject your God, which means for those of you who say, well, you know, they don't really do. They don't really believe in Jesus. But, you know, uh, but, you know, we're friends. That's that's not biblical. The Bible says if you reject my God, I am not supposed to be in relationship with you. Now, it doesn't mean I have to treat you bad. This doesn't mean I have to have an attitude with you. It just means you ain't riding in my car. You ain't coming to my house. We ain't, going, we ain't doing all that. Why? Because you reject my God, which means if you reject my God, what you're really doing is rejecting me because there is no me without my God because everywhere I go, my God. God comes with me. Let's take it further. For some of you, you are friends with people who, watch me, the Bible calls the church the bride of Christ, which means you don't get to talk about God's church and be okay with me. Watch me, because that's his bride. And any husband that lets you talk about his wife is not a husband worth holding on to. Watch me. Even if what you're saying is right, a husband's job is to cover, which means, watch me, is the church perfect? No, because you here. Is the church going to do everything right? No, because it's people. But we're still the bride of Christ. Let's take a pause for the cause. I'm so grateful that God has not thrown us away, even though we're not perfect. For every person that knows you may not be where you want to be, but you can thank God that you are not where you used to be. I just need you to open your mouth one time and holler, thank you, Jesus. Number three, contribution. You cannot be in any type of relationship where there is not contribution. Otherwise, you will begin to resent that person. Every time they call, you'll send them on do not disturb. 
because you know they only call in because they want some. How many of you, just look at me, look straight at me, because they might be sitting next to you. Look, look at me, online, look at me. How many of you know that there's people that the only time you hear from them is when they want something? Look at me. All right, ready? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. That means that's not a relationship, that's a project. You need to stop calling that your friend. That's not. That's your free counseling. That's an illegal counseling practice because you don't have a license. <laughs> you ready? Contribution. I pray you be surrounded by symbiotic relationships this year. Where there's just as much benefit flowing both ways. You bless them, they bless you. You increase them, they increase you. With contribution, you all may not do the exact same thing for one another, but you do something for one another. See, there are some relationships where what you do, it won't be the same thing that they do, but they both do something. There has to be contribution. Otherwise, you will begin to resent them. And for some of you, this is why certain people, it's, it's so painful to deal with, is because you haven't yet identified contribution. Sometimes you haven't identified it because you've not looked. Sometimes you haven't identified it because it's not there. Number four, character. Character means their mental and moral qualities. What are the mental qualities of a person? For some people, they're okay lying. But if you're a person of character like you, all that lying ain't going to work. Y'all not saying nothing to me? Uh, uh, ask me, when you're a person of character, here's how you work. Let me test the room. Here's how you work. Tell me the truth. I'll help you lie to them. But why are you lying to me when you know if don't nobody else got you? I, I'm not saying we should lie, but you understand the point. Right? Number five, chemistry. Do you even like them? How are you friends with people that when you see the phone ring, you cringe? You ready? How do you date somebody that you enjoy their absence more than their presence? You enjoy when it's time to drop them off at the airport. All right, baby, bye. Here go all your luggage. Bye. God, oh. Let me tell you what that is. That's called convenience. That's called convenience. Because rather than recognizing that we have no chemistry, I like the convenience. We can't even sit down to eat without fighting. Y'all ain't saying that. We can't even decide what to watch on Netflix without fighting. That means you have a chemistry problem. And let me go deeper. Because some of you, watch me, you use that as an excuse to mistreat people. But the reality is, is some people, the reason there's no chemistry is because neither one of you will change. Neither one of you will make simple adjustments. Some of y'all, you just, look, can I say this with love? You talk too much. Okay, y'all ain't gonna say that. Touch your neighbor on the shoulder. Say, don't talk that much all the time, huh? Some of y'all didn't touch your neighbor, and that's the main one that needs to hear. Touch him and say, you ain't got to talk that much all the time. Sometimes you ruin chemistry because you don't know how to just be quiet. You always want the last word. For what? I'll tell you why. Because you see interactions with people, watch me, as contests. Everything was a contest. So you got to get the last word. You got to be right. You got to do that. And sometimes the best thing to do, watch me, and this is every relationship type, is just say, oh, okay. Let's practice it. One, two, three. No, no, no. You got to say, oh, okay. It's an oh, then an okay. Come on, 11, 15. Come on, read your Bibles. Ready, go. Oh, okay. 
Because sometimes they'll figure it out on their own. Sometimes you don't have to be right. You didn't ruin the whole car ride trying to be right. So sometimes there's chemistry because there's no chemistry because there is none. Sometimes there's no chemistry because you won't change. And you won't change because you feel like all of that mouth is part of you. And it's not. It's your defense mechanism. See how quiet I just got at this 11.15? I looked at some of y'all's faces like, I'm, I, I got you today. Because your relationships have to be better. And for them to be better, you have to be better. Y'all better hit me today. Right? Number six, competency. Can they actually give you what it is that you want? Or are you expecting a child to perform like a man? Are you expecting a little girl to perform like a lady? There's a difference. Do they have the competency to give you what you're looking for? If, watch me. If they've never been loyal to anybody, do they even possess the competency to be loyal to you? You ready? Okay. Number seven, clear communication. Most people think they're great communicators. And the only person they're great at communicating to is to themselves. Because when they talked it out in their head, it made perfect sense. <laughs> Problem is, when they started communicating to you, you're like, what are you, you ever looked at somebody? Come on, Limpertine, be honest. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm the only one, one, two, three. Like, what, what? What? I promise you, as a shepherd, I didn't look at some folks sometimes like, oh, okay. I'm not going to go back and forth with you about that because I don't know where you at. I don't know where you at. Just lower touch, okay? <laughs> clear communication means that I know what I'm saying and I make sure that you know what I'm saying. Let me tell you what's not clear communication, shutting down. Let me tell you what's not clear communication, the silent treatment. I wish you would be a grown man, grown woman in your house paying for stuff and not talking. How crazy does that look? You slamming stuff down. She needs to know I'm mad. How about you open your mouth and tell her? Well, I don't want to say nothing because I get too emotional. You need to grow up. You need to learn how to communicate things that have hurt you and not get emotional behind. Y'all not saying nothing. Touch your neighbor on the shoulder and say, you're going to be the best version of yourself this year. Come on. Sometimes you need people to say, hey, listen, listen, romantic relationship. Example. Hey, baby, what you said a moment ago, that really hurt me. That, that hurt, because when you said that, it took me back to 1992. <laughs> I was at the guy concert, and it just took me back. I just, you know, it reminded me when I had a Jerry Curl, and I was dripping, and it just was so much going on. A lot happening. Boom. You ready? Versus, you ain't spoke all week. What's wrong with you? I'm good. And you're not. You ready? Okay, clear communication is not shutting down. Clear communication is not getting an attitude. Let me talk to the ladies for a moment. Fellas, y'all sit back. I got you. I'm coming back for you now. Ladies, all that extra? You have to decide what it is you want. Let's talk romantic relationships. If you want a king, kings don't take extra. Let me come over here. His whole side of the church said, we don't want a king. <laughs> All right, got it. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, Bishop. Shut up, Bishop. You can't say you want an alpha man, but treat him like a beta. 
Let's move. Let's move. Clear communication. <laughs> See, y'all push me to the edge, and then I have to depend on the other message because I, I, <laughs> I can't use that 915 because they pushed me too far. So I have to use this one. So y'all, we got to keep it right. Okay? Say, God, make me a clear communicator this year. Okay, while we're on the subject, I do have to go here. Clear communication isn't demeaning. You can't assassinate somebody and then be mad that they don't want to talk to you. What do you mean by that? You ain't this, 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 you ain't this. Now talk to me. You just assassinated him. And let me say this to every wife. Be careful with your tongue because you have the power to emasculate a man with your tongue. I'm not going to talk, but I feel like preaching now. We out here, so let's go. To every husband, be careful. To every person where you're in any type of relationship where you say you love who you're in relationship with, be careful with your tongue because your words can totally tear them down. You don't have to demean to be a clear communicator. So sometimes this is why you need to pray, Lord, make me a clear communicator. Because telling her, you know what, your food sucks. And my ex cooked better than you. That's not going to get through to her. You know what she's going to say? We're going back over there then. If she cooks so good, go on over there then. Matter of fact, I got all your stuff packed up. Right? Get your stuff. Get your stuff. And this is the way in the exhale service. <laughs> Eleven years. Okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> On Sunday, I talked to you what friendships need. Because every day, send me those seven things. Sunday, it was amazing. I talked to you what friendships need. And then on Wednesday, we went deeper and asked this question. With friends like these, who needs enemies? I pray for you this year that you not have a cage, but that you have a circle. What does it mean? Of people that build you and you build them. I pray that there be no Judases at your table. I pray there be no snakes at your table. I pray there be no leeches at your table. Come on, 1115, worship God that you're not going to look around and see any enemies at your circle and in your circle this year. Come on, open your mouth and say, God, improve my circle this year. So this message is called What Romantic Relationships Need, and I'm going to give you revelation because most people, when you think of romance, you think of dating. You think of dating, you think of marriage, but romance is so much deeper, so much broader than that. So let's define this. There are some Hebrew words, Old Testament, Greek, New Testament for love. And the first is ahab, which means spontaneous shows of love. So part of love means I spontaneously do stuff that I know you like. Right? So spontaneous love is, is, a, is, if you know they like words of affirmation, it's a text in the middle of the day. Say, so I really appreciate you. Yeah. You ready? Okay. Spontaneous love, if you know they like gifts, sending them a gift yeah. in the middle of the day. Right. You, you got quiet right there. Okay. Spontaneous love. Now, see, you got to make sure you're with the right one because I was going to say spontaneous love may be showing up and taking them to lunch. Got to make sure you're with the right one because you might show up and they're taking somebody else to lunch. So you got to. Number two, Hasid. I'm on this other street at the 1115. We're on the other side. Spontaneous. Say, Lord, make me love spontaneously. Okay. Some of you, 
Systems are good. Routine is good. But some of you, you don't want to be rigid in your love. I'm going to call you Friday at 5.15 to communicate my love for you. Mix it up a little bit. How about 4.30? You know what I mean? It's spontaneous, right? Right? <laughs> mix it up a little bit. Elbow somebody said, mix it up a little bit. Mix it up a little bit. Because, okay, let's go here. In romantic relationships, a lot of women say they want, they want I'm on spontaneous. And what they really want is a novel in the back of Walgreens with Fabio with his hair all in the back. That ain't real. Okay, but sometimes spontaneity will interject and it will allow there to be this feeling, because I'm going to show you what the definition of romance is in a moment. It's going to blow your mind. Number two, hased. This means a choice of affection and kindness. Which means sometimes love has to choose to be kind when it wants to cuss you out. 11.15, I need you to be real. How many of you have some people that you love, but every now and then they do things that make you want to talk in known tongues? Some of y'all are lying. Bishop, I never feel that way. Then You know what that tells me? Then you don't really love. Because love makes you go to a passionate place where sometimes you get frustrated with who you say you love. It's a choice of affection and kindness, which means, watch me, you want to be mean, but love says... You want to hit them. And I'm not talking about domestic violence and domestic abuse. That's never appropriate. I'm talking about just a warm and friendly hit in the chest. You know what I mean? Just warm and friendly. Not domestic violence, not abuse. Just to, you know. But instead, come here. Instead, you know, y'all want to fight. Instead, your brothers, you're happy and you're. This 1115 is off the chain. This means stop. <laughs> this 1115 is off the chain. All right. So watch me. Sometimes with people you love, because this is all relationships, with people you love, you're going to want to like, you're going to like throw balls. Like you're going to want to like fight. Hassad says, Hassad <laughs> says instead, instead, oh wow. Who's ever been there? Come on, talk to me, let But instead, Hasid loves. <laughs> All right, y'all stay right there. And see, watch. Here, here's, here's where y'all get mad. You only saw the picture they posted after the fight. You didn't see what they had to go through. Y'all not saying nothing. Here's the third, Raham. Now, stay right there. Raham means compassion and brotherly love. Compassion means that you put yourself in their situation and you treat them the way you'd want to be treated. But then watch this next part, brotherly love. Everybody look at me. The Bible never says to love like sisters. Because sisters, when y'all fall out, y'all fall out. Y'all will be mad. She could be in the grave. And you still mad. You shouldn't have did that. That's why. That's why you're in there now. Eh? She took my prom date in 88 now. Nah. 
when sisters fall out, they want everybody to fall out with them. Sisters like you to take sides. I know you ain't going to go over there and eat with them after the way she talked to me last week. Come on, ladies. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Not everybody, but this is generalization. The Bible says brotherly love. Because brotherly love, they could fight. They could go at it. God, dog, tearing stuff up. Oh, God, reaching for weapons. Oh, my. Oh, my. Women, women, women. Do all of this. A minute later. Come on, let's go get something to eat. That was a good punch. You've been in the gym, ain't you? You've been working out. That's good. You hit me like that again. I'm a... It's two, two for lunch, two for lunch. Brotherly love, here's what it means. We address it and we move on. Sisterly love means we never address it, we never move on. You become a PPP, a petty, punitive person. Punitive, you want to punish them. I ain't letting my kids go over there to play. Because you're petty and you're punitive. I ain't going to the baby shower. It's a baby shower. Now, she should have thought about how she was talking to me and she want me to go get her some stuff and go send me a link of some stuff to go get from Target. I ain't getting the little baby nothing from Target. I get them some from Walmart, though, because they prices are lower. You petty, punitive person. Touch your neighbors. I rebuke your PPP spirit. All right, let's look at the Greek words, New Testament, Greek words, Greek words, New Testament. Let's go. Let's go. The Greek words, New Testament. Here we go. You ready? The first is this, storge. Say storge. Now, don't be bourgeois with it and try to add stuff on there that's not on there. It's not storge. All right? Storge. Here's what it means. Natural affection. Like a parent to a child. Brother to brother. Sister to brother. It's natural affection. Next, phileia, where we get the city, Philadelphia. Okay? All right? It means brotherly love. Here we go again. The Bible is clear. Don't act like sisters. So y'all never get nothing done. You ready? And loyal. Wait a minute. Love says that I'm loyal, which means even when you have worked my last nerve. What somebody's not going to do is talk about you in front of me and that be okay. I pray God send you some loyal people in your life this year. Come on, open your mouth and say, Lord, I receive loyalty. Here's loyalty. Loyalty, look at me, guys, because most people think that people are disloyal because they disagree with you. Loyalty doesn't mean that you always agree. In fact, loyalty will, will challenge you. Loyalty will tell you, you know what, your attitude about this is totally off. Loyalty will say, you know what, the way, fix your face, because your face has got a whole lot going on. And then when they look at you crazy, you're going to like, and I'm going to look back. What you think? I ain't never scared. Sometimes you just got to pop people in the throat. Now get it, you ready? I'm not endorsing that. Loyalty doesn't mean that you always agree. Loyalty just means that at the end of the day, I got your back, you got my back. 
For some of you, this is going to be the first year you have that. Tell somebody on the back, just say, God's sending people that have your back. People who have your back will say, listen, I know you want me to take your side, but you're wrong. So I have no side to take. I don't take sides. I take over. I don't. Here's the third Greek word, agape. This is God's unconditional love. If you grew up in church, you were taught you could actually have this. You can. Agape is God's unconditional love for us. See, here's what I love about God is that no matter how, the Bible describes this amazingly well with a woman named Gomer. Gomer was, shall we say, a loose lady. Everybody in 5280 knew Gomer. Gomer had an extensive client list. And some weren't clients, some were just boredom. Mm. Gomer, Gomer, Gomer was a lady of the night. Come on, Levitine, I'm trying to clean this up. And the Lord commands a man. The Bible says, I want you to cuff her. And I want you, through what you do, these behavior patterns are going to be broken off of her. Bishop, what does that have to do with me? The Bible likens us to Gomer. What do you mean? As many times have you turned your back on God, complained to God, gave up on God, ran from God. Is there anybody in the building or online where you can be honest that you have walked away from God? Watch me. But he never walked away from you. But you've thrown in the towel on God, but God never gave up on you. For every person that's grateful for his agape love, I'm going to give you three seconds to let the Lord know you're grateful that he has loved you unconditionally. Go, three, unconditionally, never threw you away, never walked away, never gave up on you. Come on, say, he agapes me. He agapes us. He has never, ever treated you like he should. Woo, that makes me shout. That makes me shout because some of us, we have complained. We've been negative. We've said crazy stuff to God. And when he should have kicked you to the curb, instead he... I need you to high-five three people say he cuffed you. He cuffed you. He cuffed you. He cuffed you. He kept coming for you even when you were running for him. Wow. Wow. Those of you that think you're perfect, you can't shout right here. But for those of us that know that we're not, this is our opportunity to say, I'm grateful. I Thank you for your agape love. 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 And your love runs after me. And your love chases me. And your love leaves the 99 to come get to one. And your love never, ever gives up on me. Woo. Wow. That's agape. And you can't have that. Many people talk, you got to have that. You can't because that's God's unconditional love to us. Who couldn't love a God? See, this is why I get so excited 
because I think about some of the stuff I've had the audacity to say to God. See, I know you've lived a squeaky clean life. I'm not telling you. But your neighbor and I, we call ourselves getting an attitude sometimes with God. Who am I talking to? We've called ourselves questioning God, like, why am I going through this? And what? And when he should have been like, deuces, instead he pulled you closer. And I don't know what needs to hear this. You feel far from God, but he's snatching you closer. I don't care what the religious people say. He's snatching you. I don't care what your mama and them say. He's snatching you. That's agape. That's agape. That's agape. That's agape. That's agape. It's unconditional. It's unconditional. When you tell your, I ain't going to church no more. And he should let you just die. He said, I'm finna, I ain't finna live for God. I'm gonna go do my own thing. And it was a shootout at the club, but you? Okay, let's get real. You laid down with somebody and you should have picked something up because you found, later on found out what they had, but. Should have caught a case, but he hid the evidence. Should have caught a case, but he covered you. Should have been dead, but he covered. That's, I got to go. That's agape. That's agape. That's agape. You should be locked up right now. That's agape. You should have lost everything. And when the devil was stacking evidence against you, God was like, I wiped their slate clean. Come on, we're about to move, but touch three people. Just say, God loves you. 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 God. We got to go. I honestly could stop right there, and I would be good. Can I help you with something? Let me say, say, Bishop, how much does he love me? Ask me the question. Say, how much does he love me? This is a scripture, and, and production, don't worry about it. I'll quote it. Don't worry about it, because it's not there. There's a scripture that I saw. I, I was trying to figure out how to fit into the series, and I ran out of time. I ran out of messages, so I said, we have to put this in the series. The scripture says that when the Lord is angry with somebody, that he lets them fall into the mouth of an immoral person. Translation, when God says, you know what? I'm going to teach you a lesson. He lets you get into a bad relationship. Let me tell you how much he loves you. What bad relationship did he... Y'all not saying nothing to me. What negative relationship? Who were you chasing that God shut it down? Because God says, I love you too much to let you get in this half-ass relationship. I love you too much to let you. Ass is not a cuss word. In the scripture, it refers to a donkey. The last Greek word for love. 
Come on here. The last Greek word for love is eros. It's where we get our English word erotic. And mostly when you think of erotic, you get nasty. Nasty. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, nasty. Okay, you ready? <laughs> but eros, erotic, it just means desire for. And look at me, it's not always sexual. So here's the revelation of romance, is that every relationship type you have needs romance. Okay, let, let me show you this. What's the de definition of romance? A feeling of mystery. Now this is explained, this explains why some people have no romance in any of their relationships. Watch me, because romance is a feeling, it's not love. See, some of you confuse romance with love and you think that because there's no romance, there isn't love. There can be love with no romance. There can be romance with no love because love is a feeling. Feelings have to be fed. A feeling of mystery, excitement. You ready for this revelation? Remoteness, which means to every, especially those of you that are in dating and marital relationships, here's what's going to fuel your romance. You ready? Distance. For every woman where you, he got to be running up behind you all day. Y'all always, y'all work together. Y'all go to the store together. Y'all eat together. Y'all go to the bathroom together. You sitting there on the toilet. She's sitting on the bathtub talking about, well, baby, I just think. Let me tell you what's going to increase your romance. Remoteness. What does this mean? Distance. It's quiet in the building. Sometimes y'all need to miss one another. That's why you don't miss one another. Because y'all together too much. Even with friendships, sometimes you need, sometimes just, I'm good. Then that way when y'all finally do talk, dog, I ain't talked to you all day. Now you're happy to talk to him instead of. You answer the phone different when there's no remoteness. When there's remoteness, hey, what's going on? When there's no remoteness. Go ahead. What is it? Speak. Talk. You're not saying that. Some of y'all don't even say nothing. You just hit answer. Hello, hello, are you there? Yeah, go ahead. You need distance. You know, it's in the definition. You need distance. One of the best things you could do if you want to increase your desire for something is restrict yourself from it. Okay, next definition of romance, sentimental. So love and romance are two different things. Love is a decision. Romance is produced as a result of the decision. And part of romance is sentiment, sentimental things. So you can be sentimental and not love. You can love and not be sentimental. They're two separate things. See, some people, they've made the decision to love. They just don't know how to back their love up with sentiment. So sentimental means you do something to show me that you love me. But here's, here's the next definition, idealize. Idealize means perfected love. And here's what's crazy about that. That's not possible. See, for some of you, you're chasing something that's not possible. Because just like they did that example, you're chasing people's after fight pictures. So you have this perfect view of love. Like you're going to wake up and just, oh, my God, I've just thought about you all night. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Hey, Bashaya. And that's just, oh, you're so amazing. You're just so beautiful. Oh, my God. You're the cream in my coffee. Sometimes you don't want no cream in your coffee. You just want it black. Like. 
is untrue. So you're chasing what can't be there. So watch me. So you're dissatisfied with what you have because you're chasing what doesn't exist. And the grass always looks greener on the other side when it's turf. It's not real. Any, any relationship, friendship, dating, marriage, whatever, business partnership, if they tell you they always, they don't have no issues, they are lying. And they're not going to be together long. Because Let me tell you why. Because if there's no conflict, there's no growth. Conflict comes as a result of growth, which means if there's conflict, we must be growing. I just helped some of y'all because what you're facing isn't, doesn't mean cancel. It just means that you're both growing. Okay, we got to go because we got out of time. The third definition of romance, intense enthusiasm. Are they enthusiastic about you? Are you enthusiastic about them? And remember, romance is not just dating and marital. See, the revelation of romance is that you have to have it in every relationship type. I guarantee you've never been taught that. You've never been taught that you, romance for my friends. Wait a minute now. Don't they have a name for that, Bishop? Ain't that a friend with some benefits? No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Ain't no yes. No, 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 no. You want people that when you get in the car, they're like, I'm glad to see you. You want friends that when y'all get together, you're like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see you. That when you get around them, it's like, I feel like preaching now. It's like Mary when she got around Elizabeth. Elizabeth was pregnant with John the Baptist that would precede Jesus. And Mary was pregnant with Jesus. And when they got around one another, their baby started kicking. You need people around you that when you get around them, you're like, I feel so much better. I got my creative energy back. I just thought of another business plan. I just thought of another idea. I feel encouraged. I feel better. Does your neighbor say your circle's going to improve this year? So, so love, love is not an emotion, nor is it a feeling. It's a decision that produces actions, emotions, and feelings. So for most people, your thought of love, people say, I just don't feel love. Or well, you wouldn't because it's a decision. You got it? You don't necessarily feel your decisions. What you do is you feel the aftermath of your decisions. Okay? So it's not an emotion. It is not, it is not a feeling. Love is a what? Decision. Look in Colossians 3 and 14. Above all, now this is deep because he says, I don't care what you do, clothe yourselves with love. What does this mean? Put it on. You have a jacket. Un un undo your jacket for me. Come on up. I want to show you how this works. Touch your neighbor and say, put it on. Now, here's what this means. If I can put it on, that means sometimes people do stuff. I took it off. You, you ever, okay, Limpeting, be honest with me. You ever felt yourself, yourself take your love off? To say what you said, you had to take it off. To do all this popping off you did, you had to take it off. Here's what Colossians says. Put this on. Which means sometimes I'm not going to feel like it. Sometimes I'm going to think you deserve the version of me that doesn't have it on. It's quiet. Sometimes I'm going to be slow to put it on. 
because I feel like you didn't give me what I wanted, so I shouldn't give you what you wanted. But you got to learn how to sow what it is you want to reap. I have to put it on. Now, watch what happens when I put it on. I'm now covered. Let's talk. I'm protected. See, some of you felt like, Bishop, I love people and they didn't do me right. Mm, you were protected and didn't even know it. You had a protection on you that was keeping you from some stuff that should have taken you out. Because God is love. Therefore, when I clothe myself with love, pay attention. I clothe myself with God. Which means I can't go wrong by doing right. Let me help some of y'all. Nobody used you because you put love on. Ephesians 6, 8 says, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord. Which means even though they didn't put their love on and you put yours on, you were not taken advantage of. You sowed a seed to your future. And what if I told you in 2023, you're about to get the seeds back that you've sown good to other people? Open your mouth, 20, 11, 15. Say, I'm getting it back in 2023. 1 John 3, 18, let us love not in word or talk. Right? It's easy to say it. It's easy to say it. Matter of fact, these days, people say it really flippantly. I love you. Bible says, let it be in deed and truth, which means show me you love me. But look at this next part, in truth. Truth means that when it's love, say love, love, we don't avoid the truth. Some of you, can I tell you, um, you really haven't matured to love in your relationships because you avoid the 800-pound gorillas in the room. Well, I don't want to upset her. Then you don't love her. I don't want him to get mad. She's going to just let this gorilla sit up in the room now? You deal with the skeletons that are in the closet. He's been in here for a while, too. He's comfy. Watch <laughs> me. For some of you, this is what you think love is. Avoiding issues. Avoiding tough conversations. Avoiding things that need to be dealt with. That's not love. And watch me. You know why most people don't address anything? Because they think to address it, they have to become this other rude, mean, demeaning person. And you don't. Say, buddy, say, I don't. So let's look at this. Romantic relationships of every type, they thrive when you find out how they receive love and give it to them consistently. So let's think of marriage. What do they want? Give it to them consistently. It's just so simple. Okay? Shut up, Bishop. All right. Friendships. I was going to go somewhere. Friendships. You find out what they, how they receive love and give it to them consistently. Right? Romance requires a level of consistency. This is why some relationships have ups and downs because you're inconsistent. And your inconsistency has now taken romance, which means if they don't have desire for you, marriage person, who they got desire for? Because what you won't feed. 
Shut up, Bishop. There are five love languages, and everybody needs to take this test. You can scan the QR code. I know what some of y'all say. Bishop, I took the test before. Take it again. As you mature, the answers will change. If words of affirmation are still very high for you, that might suggest, and that's not a bad thing, but as you mature in love, words begin to mean less because the Bible says that we should love in, in deed, not just word. Which means as you mature, words, it's not that you don't like nice words, it's just that they don't mean as much because you see how easily people can say them. See, as a shepherd, I've had people tell me, Bishop, I love you, and then I never see him again. I've had people tell me, Bishop, I love you. I will fight for you. I'm with you. I got your back. And then we'd be like, where's so-and-so? I've had people who, who have said, oh, my God, you've saved my life. Next day, please take me off your list. So as a shepherd, words mean nothing to me. I like hearing them. I love hearing them. They're amazing. They're great. Okay, but they don't speak love to me. So romance says, whatever the person needs, that's what I got to give them. Everybody look at me. For most people, you love the way you want to be loved, and then you wonder why they don't feel loved. Words of affirmation. Look at the person next to you. Say something nice to them. Say something nice. Come on, online. Type something nice. Say something nice. And don't y'all be, don't be petty. Don't say something nice. I felt like four of y'all at this 11 15 was just going to look at somebody and say something nice. All right? Number two. <laughs> Number two. Quality time. For some people, they don't want to hear nothing. They just want to be around you. And if this isn't your love language, you can think this is a lot. This is a lot. You're like, okay, we've been in this. Where are you going? Out the room. I'm trying to. Hurry up. Why? We ain't doing nothing. For some people, quality time is the way they receive love. So they just want to be around you. They just want, they just want to be around you. Y'all ain't even got to be talking. Y'all can just be in the same room. Okay, and, th and that's how they receive love. You giving them a gift, they're like, mm. He said, come on, let's work together. Oh, yes. You sit there, I'll sit here. You have your laptop, I'll have my laptop. Isn't this so fulfilling? You're like, no! I'm a, give me a gift. I'm just, <laughs> words of affirmation, quality time. Number three, receiving gifts. That's mine. Okay? I just, just mine. Now, I had to take the test because, because I, I really, I was like, no, I don't like receiving gifts. I had to take the test and realize that it was. And I said, well, why is that that way? I said, well, it's because since I've had to reduce my dependence on words, I have to then increase my dependence on actions. So actions, to me, mean more to me than words. So that's why. So for some people, that they're materialistic. No, it's not they're materialistic. It's just that they, they can't put high stock in the words. They put stock into you. Went, so, let me, so you went to the store. You went to do this. You got the sizes. You did, you did all of that to get this. You love me. Okay. Acts of service. Some people don't want no gift. They want you to go get their dry cleaning. <laughs> some, people, some people, it's an acts of service. Some people, they, they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't need you to say nothing nice to them. Matter of fact, they don't even like that. They'd be like, oh, that messy stuff. They don't even like that. They just want, you change the oil. Thank you, baby. Some friends is the same way. They're like, we ain't got to do all of that. We ain't got to do, we ain't got to do all of that. We ain't got to post pictures. We ain't got to do all of that. You, you did that research for me. 
And then for some, it's physical touch, okay? Take the test, even if you've taken it before, because as you mature and grow, the sequence of the love languages will change. And here's what you do. You let the people you love know what your love languages are, and then you need to get theirs. Why? Because some of you say, I, Bishop, I show her I love her, not in the way she receives it. You're on FM, she's on AM. You're on XM, she's on FM. You're on FM, they're on XM. You're speaking, but you're not speaking the same language. Y'all ready? All right, so look at this. We're almost done. Romantic relationships, last two points I want to make, are difficult if either person misused their singleness and are deeply insecure and unprepared for a romantic relationship. This is specifically dating and marriage. If you misuse your singleness, a romantic relationship is going to be very difficult for you because you're unprepared. And for some of the singles, you got to hear me, the reason you keep getting the practice fraud is because you're not prepared for the A-team. Why would God send you his best when you don't know what to do with it? Some of you that are currently dating, watch me, here's your challenge. Make sure that you used your singleness correctly. So how did you prepare? There's some questions. How did you prepare spiritually? Are things right with you and God or are you depending on them for your spirituality? Are you depending on them to be the buffer between you and God? There is now no mediator. Okay, here's the next area. Uh, Emotionally. Are you ready emotionally? Did you prepare emotionally? Because romance is going to be difficult if you're not emotionally ready to pour to somebody else. See, emotionally, to prepare for romantic, dating, marital relationship, you have to prepare yourself emotionally that I'm about to pour out to another person. And I may not get an immediate return. You're about to spend hours and hours and hours. And dollars and dollars and dollars. And you may get a response that you're like. Well, so if you don't like the bag, I can take it back now because I'm. Ready? You have to prepare that sometimes you will pour. And when you pour, in that moment, they may not reciprocate the pour. Are you prepared emotionally? Or are you so good with just you? That the world revolves around. See how quiet I got to 1115. Y'all were shouting earlier. Giving God the glory. Dance. Dance. Y'all were shouting earlier. Y'all ain't saying nothing now. Financially. Financially. It's difficult to be romantic when you got money problems. Come here, girl. Give me a kiss. Go pay a bill. We can kiss after you pay it. That's difficult when you got to look outside to make sure the car's still there. You tell me, come on, girl, let's get it on. You go watch the car. Go watch the car. Let's see what you can do. Watch the car. That's what you do. <laughs> it's quiet in the building. Appearance-wise, did you use your singleness to get your body out of yadi to a place to where you can be romantic and not be ashamed to be naked in front of who you are married to? Preach, Bishop. Because the Bible say, once y'all married, render therefore unto. Okay. 
I slow down, I can get my words together. Shalom, everybody. <laughs> you ready? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's difficult to be romantic, married, when you don't physically like you. So the best thing you could do when you are married or if you are preparing for marriage, get your body together so that you ain't got to turn off the lights. You can just walk in the room like, hey, girl, what's going on? Y'all ain't saying that to me. Hey, boy, what's going on? Touch your neighbor, say, be ready, be ready, be ready, be ready. Let's move on. Romantic, romantic relationships are difficult. I did good. I did good. I did good. I can pick the 11 15 for today's message selection. <laughs> so why I do two services? That's why I need to pick one of the two. You understand? All right. Romantic relationships are difficult. If either person doesn't romance over God or themselves. Now, this sounds different, right? And it should. Church should not just confirm. Church should challenge. What do you mean? Once you're taught the word of God, the word of God said challenge what you think you know. Okay? How can someone give to you what they don't give to God or themselves? So look at the scripture. The scripture says this. Mark 12 and 30. It says... You must love him, talking about the Lord, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Somebody say, that's romance. Because remember, let's go back to the definitions of romance. Strong desire, mystery, excitement, enthusiasm, sentimental. It's a question. How are you expecting somebody to give to you what you don't give to God? See, you know why it's not hard for me to worship? Because I romance over the Lord. Now, I know that sounds crazy that some of you are like, romance over the Lord. But that's only because you thought romance was only related to dating and marriage and sex. It's not. Romance means, God, I have enthusiasm for you. When I think on how good you've been, ain't nobody got to tell me to jump and shout. When I think of how faithful you've been to me, you've been faithful to Bishop Kevin Foreman. So he owes you a praise. You ready? Everybody stand. We got to go. Everybody stand. We got to go. How can they give you what they don't give to God. You need people that are enthusiastic about you. You want people in your life that are excited about you. But look at this. Let's go further. Verse 31. The second most important commandment says, love others as much as you love yourself. As much as. Which means this is a mathematical equation, which means, if watch me, how do you expect them to be enthusiastic about you? And they're not enthusiastic about themselves. You need the type of people that when they wake up and they think about that, God's good to me. It's going to be an amazing day. It's going to be an amazing year. See, I don't have a problem clapping for you. You know why? I clap for me first. Matter of fact, I need you to just do that right now because some of you, you never celebrate yourself. You're too negative. You talk crazy to yourself. Clap for you. Come on in the building. End no line. And tell yourself, say, good job. You've made it. And millions didn't make it. Now, now, this may seem, to all of my roughnecks at the 1115, 
This may seem a little corny, but it's not. It's something you have to do. You have to do. I need you to just hug you. I need you to hug you. And just, just, just hold it for a second. Because some of you, you want from people what you don't give to you. This is why you don't really know what you want, because you don't even give it to yourself. You don't know. You have to talk good to you. Stop beating yourself up. Stop saying you're dumb and stupid and you always screw up and you mess up. And Stop defining your future by your past. You can never give to someone what you don't first give to you. Say, Lord, help me to love me and like me. How do you know you like you? Where you can go do something that other people have to do in groups. And you could do it by yourself. Come on. Just say, Lord. Come on, tell him. Say, Lord, help me to love me. And to like me. You have to speak good to you. What do you like? What do you like to do? You don't even know. All you do is eat. And let's be clear. That's something to like to do. Come on here. Oh, I'm going to eat in a few minutes. And I'm going to sit back and say, mm, this is so good. God is faithful. I know what I want to. Normally it takes a little time. Because I only have one meal on Sundays. It's got to hit, you know. It's got to hit. Sundays ain't the days for experiments. Sunday's not the day for, oh, sir, you should try this place. Not interested. I need to go with what I know works. <laughs> Can you look at the person next to you? We're, we're going to end, but I need you to get this point so good. Just look at them. Say, this year, you are going to be good with you. So guess what? If they don't give you love, you're like, it's okay. Because I know how to give it to myself. I'm not thirsty for somebody else to do for me. But what I can do for myself. Now, I like it if you do it for me. But if you don't, I'm okay. I know how to do it for myself. Here's about an eyes closed because we got to go in this building and no line. If you need to become a Christian, today's your day. Secondly, if you need to give your life to the Lord by recommitting yourself to him. Today's your day. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. Wherever you're at, in this building online, when I count to three, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame, you're going to just simply slip your hand up in the building online. You're going to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. It's going to be your best relationship year yet. Now, why do I keep saying yet? Because it's not ever, because ever means this is as good as it gets. Yet, because this is going to be the best up until this point, and next year it's going to get better and better. You're like wine, baby. You get better over time. He's become a Christian. Recommit yourself a little, or be sure. On three, hands up in the building, online, do the hand wave emoji. One, two, three, if that's you, right now. Right now. I see you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. Come on, everybody, pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for your love for me. Thank you for dying in my place. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, 
Give me the grace to get right back up. I'm better. My relationships will be better. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, take out your phone, text that word HARVEST to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word DECISION to 55498. We'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.